0: And welcome to Comic Book Noise. I'm your host, Derek Howard. Comic Book Noise can be found at ComicBookNoise.com and as part of the Deliberate Noise Network. For more details, please go to DeliberateNoise.com. If you'd like to send feedback, you can email me. My email address is Derek, that's D-E-R-E-K, at ComicBookNoise.com or you can call the audio comment line at 734 um, 331 I'd like to take this time to thank the patrons of the show, Um, you can go to, I can't remember, I think it's comicbooknoise.com slash Patreon, and you can sign up and donate, like these fine folks, Dave Slesher of the Evil Genius Chronicles, Bruce Rosenberger, Vicious Smith, Rick, (laughs) it always cracks me up whenever I just get to Rick, um, yeah, we all know who he is, (laughs) um, James Johnson, Ken Kennedy, Chris, Chris isn't as funny as Rick. Anyway, Uh, (laughs) Edward L. Moore Jr., Dave Levine, and of course, Frankie De Jesus, host of the Snarky Geeks podcast. Which I don't really, like I said, I don't mention it enough, but I should. Anyway, thank you, one and all. if this is the first time listening to the Comic Book Noise, I should warn you right off the bat, this is not how most of the shows sound. In fact, most of the past, I'd say probably 98 or 99 of the um, previous 100 episodes do not sound like this. They're mostly recorded in my car. Um, or, yeah, I think mostly in my car. I'm about to say maybe I'm walking around, but I think I only did one podcast when I was walking around, and man, did I regret that. Because when you're, um, morbidly obese, and you uh lose your breath real quick, it's not really smart to try to walk around the block. Anyway, today, um, I am, uh, sort of working from home. Um... I'm taking a day off, but in about uh, half an hour, I have uh, a couple of meetings that I have to go to, one after another, and then I can go back to enjoying my day off. <laughs> anyway, um, shit, what else I was going to say? Oh, yeah, so I decided, hey, why don't I actually sit down in front of my computer when I have everything in front of me and actually do a damn podcast? So, that's what I'm doing. I'm doing a, a damn podcast. This is um, kind of how things used to sound. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. It's just To me, things are just a lot easier and quicker to get my thoughts out when I'm driving and um, talking. Because when I'm sitting and talking, then I have a chance to hmm, let me think. You know, it's not life or death or anything. Because, you know, when I'm driving... Who knows? I could crash at any moment, so I got to get my, my my thoughts out. So they're razor sharp, focused as much as my thoughts can be. But here I'm sitting around. I've got the uh, the heater on, and I'm just like, huh, what? A lot of uh, awkward pauses and me saying, huh. And uh, anyway, <laughs> this is like I said, um, what about an hour ago? This is a throwback to old episodes. So if you um. Like this one, and you come back for another one, I can almost guarantee you it will not sound like this. All right, for the first segment of the show, um, I'm going to talk about something that um, my friend Jason Wood from the 11 O'Clock Comics podcast brought up on Facebook. His post, which was on January 11th, Uh, Points out that in 2018, there were 29 television series that were based on comic books. You know, hard to fathom, but awesome to see. Now, I should say he means live action. um, Because there were a lot of uh, animated shows that are not on the list. Which is cool, you know. Animation, to me, should be treated differently. (laughs) anyway, you know, so here they are, I'm going to talk about all 29 of them, for some odd reason I have written down 27, but 29, I'm going to just talk a little bit about them, and whether or not, actually, if I even watch them, and if I do what I think about them, okay, that first one on the list is, uh, and these are in semi-alphabetical order, Uh, I feel kind of um, funny for bringing this up, but for example, the first one is uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but it's actually Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, and there are a couple others that should have Marvel's in front of them. And then there's the whole The issue. Um, he just has down here Flash, when it's The Flash. Um, but further down, he has, like, The Tick, which, like I said, it's... it's, it's, it's see, that's the problem with... um addressing things that you know that pedantics are going to bring up (laughs) is that you yourself sound pedantic anyway all right marvel's agents of shield now i it shouldn't come as a a shock to anybody who's been listening for any length of time I, i love this show i i have liked it since the beginning and it is drastically changed if you watched like the first season or so and it wasn't for you um you should. Okay, hold on a second. All right, sorry about that. All right, um, Agents of Shield. When it first started off, to me, it it, it kind of seemed like um, some of the of the episodes of Alias that I, I saw way back in the day. Um, the JJ Abrams. Oh God, I can't remember that girl's name now. Jennifer Garner show. Um, I only watched like a few episodes, maybe five, possibly six, and one of them was the one that came on right after the Super Bowl, which is the only reason that I even saw that. But I no longer watch football, so it's irrelevant. Um, and that, it, it it's what it, that's what they kind of reminded me of, you know, um, sort of a, a a spy show, yes, but it seemed to focus heavily on. Um, gadgets and, you know, the science guys back in the base and stuff like that, you know. And then, and then it just got, then around the time of uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, the show was completely turned around, <laughs> you know. I mean, it went from a nice little alias rip off to something totally unique and i really dug it they actually added more of the stuff that people were complaining about you know they're like oh how come there's no um characters no marvel characters it's these unknown you know it's phil Coulson and these a bunch of unknowns it's just like oh don't you give them a, a, a damn chance you know and then once they got that chance uh they went crazy there was uh deathlock he was a big part of the show for a while um uh ghost rider and uh but to me when they focus on the agents of shield rather than you know the the these tertiary um yeah tertiary um Jesus! Every time I use it, (laughs) it sounds right in my head, and I'm I'm almost positive I'm using it correctly, but it just sounds wrong. Anyway, so you have all these um, these side characters that I don't necessarily know if they're needed, um, but they're there, you know. And along the way, they really not only did they change the focus of the show, but they also changed the storytelling format. Um, nothing groundbreaking or new because this is the exact same thing that the television show wise guy used to do back in the day where they had, um, specific story arcs. Um, there was one where they went into, uh, I can't remember what it was called now, but they went into like this computerized, this computer generated world. Um, everybody looked the same. So it wasn't like really bad. 90s cgi or anything like that going on for like six episodes but uh it was it was sort of like you know the matrix if the matrix wasn't stupid and boring um and it was it was really good and then when they got out of that (laughs) they ended up going into the future and it's just really really good and it also the last season Happened during the time of Infinity War, you know? And so it explained why... It, exp- it actually explained two things. Number one, why you had this, um, this really powerful supervillain that they had to fight, why no other superheroes could get involved because, you know, they were off battling Thanos, and why the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. weren't getting involved with Infinity War because... They had their own hell to deal with, you know. So it was, it was pretty good. And at the very end, I don't want to say it. Shit, just watch it. I'm, I really enjoy Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Really do. And I can't wait for the new season. Um, because I, at first I thought this upcoming season was going to be the last. But I think there may be this season and then one more. I'm not 100% positive. Anyway, so yeah, there's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, that's on, uh, ABC next up is, uh, arrow. Oh God. Is it the CW or is it the WB <laughs> CW CWC? Yes. All right. Um, now this one, it's really weird because it's a different show from the first season. <laughs> But at the same time, it feels more evolutionary with the storytelling and the type of characters they brought in and what they've done with the main character, um, Oliver Queen. Um, This past season was sort of... um, uh, it could be a little hit and miss, you know, but uh, <laughs> this current season started off with Oliver in a situation that he doesn't did not want to see himself in. But, you know, what, what could he do? Um, and unfortunately, they have replaced the flashbacks of the earlier seasons with flash-forwards. Although, to tell you the truth, I think that the flash-forward that they're looking at is on an alternate Earth, which, you know... Thank God for alternate Earths. That's all I'm going to say. It's still, to me, out of all of the CW shows, it still has the best fight scenes. Um, They... They got rid of the older characters, okay? So it's more like uh, 90210. I don't know if you ever watched 90210, but in the beginning, they had three adults on the show. They were were grown folks. You could take one look at them and say, you know, that's a grown-ass man, right? You you, you know, you could take a look at the the kids who are supposed to be high schoolers, and you could tell that these guys are all, you know, of drinking age, pretty much. And then, but there were those who look like real, actual honest adults, okay? And that's what they used to have on Arrow. Um but one by one all the old folks have gone away, you know. Uh and so I think like I'm trying to think who is the oldest one on there. Probably Diggle. But anyway, anyway. So it 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 seems sort of uh yeah, okayish. You know, it's like, all right, so you're going to get rid of another, okay. All right, so all the parents are dead now, and all of the the older mentor types are gone. All right, we get it, we get it. You don't like old people, CW. Next. And next is also from CW, it's Black Lightning. Now, Black Lightning is one that um, it just came back this season, and I have only watched one episode, so I'm pretty much way behind on that one. Um, but I really like it it's It's really hard to describe its aesthetics um it oh God, how can I put this without offending anyone? <laughs> I can't It seems like the type of show that white people think that black people would like, but black people do like it because it's not talking down to us. You know, I mean, it's it's still got the same shit that you're going to have with pretty much all black shows. You know, there's this, um, you know, you've got gangs and you've got um, uh, drug problems and you have failing schools, which let's face it. You don't you see some of that shit on the other shows, other CW shows, especially. Um, But I don't think. I don't think they show anything. Well, yeah, there's one that does show like a failing school, sort of. Um, but not to the point where it's like an everyday thing, you know? Um, but, yeah. That's what happens when you... Uh, when you're black and you watch TV in America. Anyway, next up is Freeform's A Cloak in De... Excuse me. Free from... On the, on the Freeform station network channel i don't know um you have marvel's cloak and dagger now cloak and dagger is one of my favorite um duos from the 80s all right always been a cloak and dagger fan and so i was really sort of worried when this one came up (laughs) when they first started uh when they first said they were going to do a cloak and dagger show i was like oh man Please don't fuck this up. Please don't fuck this up. And to tell you the truth, when it first started off and the first time you see Cloak, he's. uh... (laughs) There's a a drug deal going on or were they stealing something? But anyway, there's some sort of uh, criminal activity going on and young black man ends up getting shot by a crooked cop. You know, and it's just like, oh, God, are they going down this road? But then they sort of switch things. <laughs> you know, you have the um, the 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 pretty little white girl who goes a dance class, who tragically loses her father. And I'm not spoiling shit because both of these deaths happen in like the first three or four minutes of the series. So that's not really a fucking spoil. But anyway, so I'm just looking like, okay, so this is just gonna be built on stereotype on stereotype. And then like within the next five minutes of that, it's like, oh shit, okay. Alright, I was wrong. You know. <laughs> it's not gonna be stereotypical bullshit. It's actually gonna be really good. And they really get into a lot of um explanation into the connection between the two characters um because in the original comic they were sort of just pretty much thrown together because they were both runaways and they get these powers you know this one is a, a a much longer lasting deeper connection that's not romantic you know and that's one thing i i kind of like about the show and i think it's it's really well done um yeah, so once again, I'm digging. I can't wait for that one to come back. Next, from Netflix, it's Marvel's Daredevil, which has been canceled. Um, I have not even started the last season of Daredevil yet, season three, Um, and I'll explain why <laughs> in a little while. But let's just say that... Um, I like to watch things in order. And there's one show that I'm really having trouble getting past, you know, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, um, daredevil out of all of the shows on this list. I think it has the best fight scenes, or at least it did when I was watching not the best fight scenes on TV. Cause that is a non comic book show. On AMC. Caught into the Badlands. But this one. Daredevil is a pretty close second. Um, And then Arrow was probably third. But. Daredevil and Arrow. The. (laughs) The level of quality. Between the fight scenes. And Daredevil and Arrow. Is nothing compared to. The quality. Between. Into the Badlands and daredevil okay and they're good but into the badlands just totally different just totally off the wall great okay anyway uh next up um dc's legends of tomorrow now when this first started off it was sort of hard to get through okay And I think that the showrunners realized that it was sort of hard to get through and people really weren't digging it. And so they just said, you know what? Fuck it. We're not gonna take shit serious. They haven't taken shit serious. And this show's probably one of the better shows <laughs> one of the better comic book shows on TV. It is just really good. You really don't know what to expect. Okay. Um before they were going and uh it's all about a group of time travelers, and they're made up of a bunch of um, these characters with names that we know. You know, there's, um, well, she used to be Black Canary, now she's White Canary. There's Heat Wave, um, there's the Atom. Uh, John Constantine has joined the crew for this season, and it's it's really good. And before they were fighting, um, sort of like... Science fiction and time travel bullshit characters um threats uh but now it's sort of magical <laughs> time travel bullshit and it's 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 actually all right it's actually pretty good you know um there's one episode with the unicorn if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about <laughs> if you haven't seen it watch for that episode it's really good. Uh, anyway, next up is Fear the Walking Dead from AMC. Now, I'm going to just go out and say this right now. This is like a companion show to The Walking Dead. And people love The Walking Dead. I can't I can't take the original show. I, really, I thought that the first season was okay. It was sort of disjointed. You know how I feel about disjointed storytelling. I don't really have a problem with it. But then... They got rid of uh, Frank Darabont. Was that his name? I don't know. But they got rid of the showrunner and they brought in some uh, some other people who decided to slow things down and tell a very well-crafted story built upon going from episode to episode, right? Instead of like the, the scattershot, throw the uh, spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks type of thing from the first season. This one was a little bit more methodical and well thought out. And I found it boring. (laughs) I I think I made it season two, maybe episode three, maybe. And then I tapped out. I was like, I can't take this anymore. All right, sorry about that. I mean, uh, my cat likes to step on top of my computer. And one of the last times he did that, he cut the power when I was in the middle of something and I don't want to have to trash this um, particular recording anyway next up is the flash um, oh no no I'm still talking about fear of the walking dead fear of the walking dead um, a lot of people said that they did not like fear of the walking dead they thought that it, compared to the original show this was boring you didn't care about the characters none of that stuff so I'm like okay just try and wreck television. I think I'll watch it, you know. Because I don't mind a bad show just as long as it's not boring. Okay? And I didn't find it the the, the show boring. It had the same sort of, of scatter shot people making, you know, really fucked up decisions that I liked about the first season of The Walking Dead, you know. I mean, I liked it. I liked the cast, you know, I I truly liked the show. Um, everybody said you get past the first season then you know it gets marginally better I got past the first season and it started to drag for me but like I said I still like the, the, the characters and I still like the actors so I stuck with it and I've stuck with it ever since you know I'm behind on a bunch of episodes but that's just par for the course for me there's some shows that I know I'm gonna have to pay close attention to like um Black Lightning is one of them. Uh, Fear of the Walking Dead is another one. I'm going to have to pay attention to what's going on on the screen. And so I can't be doing other things while I'm doing it. So that's why I was like, okay, I can either do that or I can watch DC's Legend of Tomorrow and be drawing a sketch in the in the background, you know, with it on in the background. and still know what's going on. Um, so I like it. Um, It's not the same as it was in the first season, but it's still pretty good, you know, and they don't have the the same amount of turnover. At least it doesn't seem like they do in the um, in the original show. All right. You know, I'm going to talk about Flash, but for right now, I have to stop. (laughs) Not collaborate and listen. Um, I need to stop and get ready for these meetings and I will come back um, later. It'll be like an hour for me, it'll be for you. Okay, that took a little bit longer than I thought I was going to. <clears throat> for me, but for you, it was really simple. All right, left off with f- The Flash. All right. Now I know a lot that The Flash took some uh, flack For the big bad last season, Um, after fighting nothing but a bunch of um, big bad speedsters, all of a sudden he comes across somebody in a wheelchair, you know? (laughs) And um, like I said, I know some people did not like that. They thought that The Thinker was underwhelming, should we say? But I actually liked that. I liked it for the same reason that um, I've always liked the Superman-Lex-Luthor rivalry. You know, it's, this is, and, you know, Batman and in, in the Joker, you know? Because with Superman, he's supposedly just, you know, the strongest man on Earth, and then he's going up against like one of the smartest men on Earth. And then you have uh, Batman versus Joker, where Batman methodically plans out you know pretty much every step he's going to take, and the Joker just goes in and says, "Ooh, what the fuck am I going to do now?" and just does it. You know, and so you have um, the Flash, where his secret weapon is not his speed because everybody knows about his speed, but it's like the people in the back, you know, the the the, the guys on the other end of the comms, and they are being outthought, <laughs> you know, outplanned at every single um twist and turn. And I liked that because it was something new, something different. And it also helped that at the end he didn't end up um you know, going into the damn speed force again. Um and so I liked that. And this uh current season, once again he's not going up against the speedster. And I really also like the fact they introduced Excess. Although in the comic book, she's his granddaughter, not his daughter. But hey, it would be a lot more difficult to to explain that one, you know. So The Flash, um, it's probably still my favorite, you know, out of the CW shows. But before it was like a runaway favorite now it depends on the episodes of the other ones for that particular week you know I mean it's been that close Um, and it's not that the flash has fallen off in quantity to me it, it certainly hasn't but the others have gone up so anyway yeah All right, next is on Fox and it's Gotham alright <laughs> there have been plenty of times I was ready to drop Gotham Okay, uh, most notably when Mad Hatter came on, I am not a Mad Hatter fan, I've never been a Mad Hatter fan it took me, there, he was on the, on the show for like what, three maybe four episodes and I was close to the end of the season before I got through those three episodes it's just one of those characters, you know in comic books if you bring up uh Kang or Mojo as the as the villain it just just oh, it's like so crushingly difficult to read those books you know and for me that's how mad hatter is that's how he was in the original um uh the, the oh, shit, bert ward and adam west's batman when they brought him out on the animated series it's just like oh Cares. just pull a gun out him on on him already, you know? Um and so when he when he showed up on Gotham, it was tough, it was painful, it was like chewing on aluminum foil, you know. It was just that difficult. Ugh. But once they got past that, the show got really good. Okay? And the way they ended it. <laughs> the way they ended that last season made me go, you know what? I'm going to come back for the next season. And man, oh man, I'm glad I did. This season that's currently going on now, the well, season five, which is the last one. It's like the, it, it, it's one of those shows that I watch live. I don't, I don't record it. <laughs> you know, this is when I'm sitting in front of the TV commercials and all. It is excellent. It's uh, you know, <laughs> I, I really love it. This uh, I don't want to. Don't know how much I want to spoil. So I'm not going to spoil anything other than to say that man. Just watching that show makes me extremely happy. And speaking of happy, from Sci-Fi Channel, is a um adaptation of a Grant Morrison title called Happy (laughs) and it is uh, let me put it like this I'm watching the show and I didn't really know what to expect I didn't even know it was a comic book show when I first uh, saw the commercials for it I was just like wait a minute what (laughs) you know it's an ex-cop who's now a private detective and when his daughter is kidnapped, the only person who can really help him is her imaginary friend. And I'll tell you right now, this show <laughs> made me sit there in the first like two or three episodes. I watch the first three episodes at the same time, and I was like, "Wait a minute." They- they they can't do that on TV can they (laughs) you know they can't say that on TV even on basic cable what the hell is going on it was it's just a very very trippy ride and it is extremely well done Um, if you haven't seen Happy um, I would recommend it I don't know if it's on Netflix or not but I'd recommend watching it I don't know if the comic book is anything like it um, but the TV show is more enough, I'm not gonna make another, uh, happy reference, but it's more enough to keep me satisfied, okay? Next up, from Netflix, is Marvel's Iron Fist. Okay, remember I told you how I haven't gotten to <laughs> season three of, um, Daredevil yet? It's because I'm still watching season two of Iron Fist, and the problem I'm finding with Iron Fist is similar to the problem that I had with the second season of Walking Dead uh, combined with um problem I have with season three of Daredevil. And it's that number one, they change showrunners, which means that they're changing the way they're telling the story, right? I didn't really have a huge problem with the way they were told um season 1's story for Iron Fist, right? Um I actually liked it. You know, there was um I think there's more of a focus on Colleen this season, but um I liked it. I you know, I liked it. And when they changed it, <clears throat> they I guess they said, "Hey, we're going to have things make more sense." And usually when somebody in the TV world says they're going to make things make more sense, what they mean is they're going to slow things down, okay? <laughs> and they're going to build things methodically. And so it may get better towards the end, but at the part I'm at now, it's it's kind of dragging, you know? Um, so that makes it a lot easier for me to turn it off because as with Daredevil, I know there's no great big rush because... No matter what story is being told, even if there is a cliffhanger, and I don't know if there is or not, it's probably not going to be resolved. You know, so there's no big rush because, you know. Anyway, next up on the CW is Um, (laughs) iZombie. This is just a cute little zombie show in the very beginning. And now it's really changed people know that there are zombies um and one thing okay let me let me say people know there are zombies and the zombies are um confined to like this one part of the country i believe um it's been a while i'm not even sure exactly what's going on all i know is that it's done really well and one thing that i've noticed and uh, when it first came out and she, and it was revealed that Olivia was. And by the way, I'm going to tell you, it's embarrassing. But I was in like the middle of season, thir- excuse me, season four when the pun of her name, Live More for a Zombie, it finally hit me. I was like, Oh God, really? You dumbass. I'm talking to myself, <clears throat> but when it first started out and she was eating brain that she was seeing flashbacks and having memories. I thought that she was the, that that made her special. And that's why they were telling a story about her, you know, cause she was taking on all of these different um, aspects of the, the people whose brain shades personality. Okay. And I thought that's what made Liv special. That's why they were telling the story about her. But apparently that happens to all the zombies. So I don't know what makes her so special, you know? And every time, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I've been watching so much TV that I'm I'm conditioned to believe that when we have a character, especially one with superpowers, that they are, and she doesn't really have superpowers, but, you know, that's what it looked like at first. But they are the one. They're going to be some sort of savior slash messiah of her race of her people and hope or a great uniter who's going to bring everybody together you know um but i don't know if that's the way they're going to go with this story and this is also in the last season um it's just a it's just a story of a girl (laughs) next up um also, from uh, Netflix, this is Marvel's Jessica Jones. Um, this was season two, and it has also been canceled. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it has not been canceled. They are currently working on season three. Season three should come out in a couple of months, and then Jessica Jones will be canceled a couple of days after that. Uh, it's been talked about everywhere. Netflix is canceling all the Marvel shows. Um, probably to save on licensing fees because for some odd reason, they decided, hey, Disney is bringing up their own thing. So why should we help give them publicity? I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's Marvel people who cares about Disney plus if people are happy with Netflix, you know, know. um, maybe they don't pay the, the licensing fees. Like I was saying, but maybe they shouldn't have spent so much money on friends, but then I found out that Friends is like the most watched show on Netflix. And that really blew my mind. It's like, wow. Okay. That show's like, what, 20 years old, isn't it? Anyway. Jessica Jones, I like the first season. Um, I like the second one as well. Like a lot of people, I probably prefer the villain from the first season. Um, simply because of the job that David Tennant had Done, not because of any redeeming uh qualities about the character itself because the character was a rapist scumbag piece of shit rapist but um at the end it looked like they were going to do more with patsy and i hope they do in this upcoming season because i'm pretty sure that at the end of that Patsy's story is done they may do something with uh jessica jones doubt it but uh the um the minor characters, nah, I, I, they're, they're done. They're done. Oh, in fact, um Deborah Wall, who plays Karen Page in uh Daredevil and Punisher, she even said that once the Punisher season's over, you're probably never gonna see the character of Karen Page again. You know? Which Karen Sorry, you know hopefully they can bring foggy onto agents of shield for a few episodes I don't know who knows all right from I think this is also the c w krypton Krypton is the first one on the list I do not watch okay I tried to watch krypton um I plan on watching Krypton but um I wasn't I watched part of the first episode and I was just like, okay, uh, okay. You know, I mean, it had Adam Strange in it, which was kind of cool, but it was, it's still, it was just like, okay, I, I, I got other things to do, you know? Um, but I've heard good things about Krypton's, which is why I'm giving it another shot. Uh, another show That I'm going to give another shot to. Is FX's Legion. Well Marvel's Legion. Did they even call it Marvel's Legion? I think it's just Legion. But it's on FX. This is a. a X. This is a mutant show. Okay. Uh, Like X-Men. Because the character Legion is from the X-Men. I watched like the first three four episodes. Of the show and I got to a point where I was just like my god this is just like really it, I don't know I hate using the word pretentious but that's just how it felt and I, I just uh, I ooh, I just couldn't get through it but I am going to give another try simply because I, I just want to see how the whole thing ends you know so um, I think the second season is coming out soon but yeah, did the pun, didn't that, wasn't the Punisher out last year? I think that may be one that he's missing on this list. huh? Anyway, um, on Fox, uh, Lucifer, which is a DC, well, a Vertigo comic. Um, <laughs> Lucifer is a really entertaining show. <laughs> for what they're doing with the character, all right, sort of like on iZombie, where Liv Moore is a, um, a, uh, uh, she works in a morgue, she helps solve crimes and mysteries, and, you know, murder of the week type of deal, um, Lucifer does the same thing, I mean, he's, Lucifer he's Satan. Um Lucifer Morningstar is the name he goes by. He tells everybody, "Yes, I'm the devil." Um and he is there solving problems. He teamed up with a, a detective and they they solve um crimes, mysteries, murders of the week, that type of thing. But and i zombie they built this whole world, this whole subculture of zombies that eventually ended up going public. Um But by the time it ended up going public, they had this fully fleshed out world, all these um, fully realized uh, supporting cast members and that kind of stuff. That's the same thing that happened with Lucifer. Okay, they took the the monster of the week, although when you're going up against Satan, is it really the monster of the week and more like the, the killer of the week? Let's just go with the killer of the week, you know, the mystery of the week. And they surrounded the character With a bunch of good actors and um, appealing actors and appealing characters. And they told the story. Now, there's a lot of people who can't get past the the fact that it's Lucifer, right? It's a TV show from a comic book. It's all made up. Anyway, uh, Lucifer has been canceled. Although, they're trying to bring it back for a couple of, like, two-hour movies to wrap up the whole story. I don't know. All I know is I like the show. Uh Next up, Netflix. Uh, <laughs> Marvel's Luke Cage, which has been canceled. Um, I think, yeah, I think... I think Luke Cage was... Yeah, well, anyway. Luke Cage has been canceled. Um I like the show... <laughs> I thought it was well done. I think that if the people who were doing. I think the people who did this show were doing Black Lightning. um, The two shows would feel relatively the same. Although on Luke Cage, once again, it's. His supporting cast, not even his supporting cast members, but the villains on the that really made the show, right? The villains in Misty Night. Um Luke himself is he's I don't know. He has a personality, but he doesn't really have much of a personality outside of uh Big Scary Man. Um But I would like to see these creators do something with a fully realized uh family dynamic as they did as they have in Black Lightning. It's not going to happen because like I said Luke Cage has been canceled. Um and the way they left Luke Cage they could use him with on Agents of Shield, you know. They could use him quite frankly they could use him in like a the Spider-Man movie. You know, simply because of where they left him. Um, but we'll we'll have to see if there's any plans for that character. Because if they leave him where they left him, that would just be sad. <laughs> All right, on um, shit. Is this Showtime or Cinemax? Either way, it's um, a show called Outcast. All I know is that Robert Kirkman made the comics. I watched like. Three or four episodes before um yeah Showtime. I'm almost positive Showtime. Or is it Well, anyway, whatever the Pay Channel was, I got rid of the Pay Channel. Um and Outcast was not something that made me say, Hey, maybe you should think twice about getting rid of it. It's like, oh yeah, I can't watch Outcast anymore. Like, hey, oh well. I'll go listen to Outcast Record or something. Anyway, um It had something to do with demons and exorcisms, and I couldn't even begin to tell you. I just don't get it. (laughs) I I didn't get it, you know? It it was one of those things that, like I said, dealt with the supernatural, but I just didn't... I don't don't know. Maybe the comic book is better? I I don't know. I'm not really into horror comics, you know? So, I, I don't know. Um... But I did try to watch it. Didn't finish it. Probably won't go back. But who knows. Life's too short to say never. Now. AMC. Preacher. Okay. I know some people who don't like this show. Simply because. They love the book so much. Like. That's what I about to talk about next. <laughs> I understand the whole concept of alternate realities, okay? So, in the comic book, that was the comic book version of Jesse Custer and his friends. The TV show is the TV version of Jesse Custer and his friends, To me, that's very obvious, very understandable. Some people just don't get it, and they don't like the show. I don't get it. I like the show. i have seen every episode, and I don't see myself not watching it until all of a sudden they just say, hey, you know what? The show's canceled, (laughs) you know, or they decide to do something stupid like get rid of Tulip. Uh, okay. (laughs) You know. (laughs) Anyway, next show. Once again, CW. And it is called Riverdale. This is a um reimagining of the Archie universe. <laughs> it's sort of like <sighs> Sort of like, like like Dawson's Creek meets Twin Peaks, you know? And they just gave them a bunch of uh names from Archie characters. Okay, because this is the TV version of Riverdale. It is not the comic book Archie classic version <laughs> or the new Archie version or, um, oh God, what was it called? Afterlife of Archie or was it Veronica Vampire, whatever it's called. Vampironica. That's what it's called. Um. Separate universe. All right, there are people. Well, I can't. I can't watch it because this is not like what I grew up with. So, okay, old man, just sit there and yell at a cloud. I guess I don't know. All right, next up, uh, Hulu. It's uh, Runaways. Marvel's The Runaways. I like it. It's. Um, I'll tell you right now. I was really into the. Comic books, right? Um, the original series. Um not the biggest Brian K. Vaughn fan. I've not made that a, a, a big, you know, a hidden fact. Um but I liked Runaways. Then it got to the point where it's just like, okay. Now you guys are just starting to get too silly. Um But this is like once again they, they took the basic Outline of the story that Brian K. Vaughn wrote and said, All right, we're going to change this. We're going to expand this. We're going to completely get rid of this. And they came up with something new. And I like it. The one thing about Runaways, the comic book, is we were told that the parents were villainous. You know, We, we were told they were the bad guys. We were told why they were the bad guys, you know. Um, but that was about it, <laughs> you know, we got glimpses of them being bad guys, but was never really shown in the way that it was, it's shown on the TV show. Okay. The pride very, very well done. The, the, the parents, cause you know, it could have been the fact that the parents were more interested than the children and at some parts in the show, they were, But this show never really lets you forget that this is a story about these kids. Um, And I think the second season has come out. Uh, I don't know if it has. I don't know if it's done yet. When it's finished, maybe I'll sign up for for Hulu for however long it takes me to watch it. And then I'll just cancel it like last time. Who knows? Anyway. Um, CW, Supergirl. Now we all know Supergirl was on NBC, came over to the CW where it was going to get canceled. Did I say NBC? It was on CBS. It was going to get canceled. They brought it over to the CW where it has actually prospered. Um, there were times when they were telling stories and I'd watch and I like it. And then I'd read a bunch of, um, criticisms. About social justice warrior and all that kind of shit online. It's like really, I did not see that. Right? They were not really heavy-handed with um identity politics or anything like that. Uh, this this current season, the one that started last year, um, I can actually see the point that people are trying to make. Well, not people; these guys are trying to make. Um, where I can see where they're being a little too heavy-handed, but at the same time, I don't really care. You know, <laughs> one of the best episodes of the season so far has been the backstory of the of the bad guy. You know, because that's one of those things where I thought they were actually going to spread it out to the end of the season where they were just gonna plant little hints and little clues here and there as to actually what turned them but nope they took a whole episode so yep nope this is it this is what happened this is how you go from being a a relatively good guy to being a uh <sighs> yeah this is I'm just gonna leave it at that because I don't want to offend anybody's um anti-social um justice warrior mindset Anyway, so next up from Netflix, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I heard this is really good. I have not had a chance to watch it yet. It is on my list of things to watch. I just need a lot more time, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I might start watching it this weekend if I can find a couple hours who knows anyway um so i really don't have anything i can say about it um other than the chilling adventures of sabrina i think that's what it's called the comic book it takes forever to come out <laughs> it's it, it, it's taken so long to come out that i don't even i'm i i don't know if i even care anymore you know um maybe this tv show will be rekindle um, my admiration for the comic book but I don't know after that uh, also from Netflix I believe the end of the fucking world I have not read the comic book I think it's a Neil Gaiman comic book or it might be a Grant Morrison I don't know it's one of those type of people I haven't seen it I think my son Steven started watching it and he was like, Meh, "Nah, no, not for me." Um, I think, or is this the one where the boy runs away? He's a killer. I don't know. I I may have started watching. I don't know. We'll see. You know. Next is uh, Fox's The Gifted, which is the other mutant show. You know, the first one was Legion. This is the other one. It's basically in the X-Men universe, but the X-Men have vanished and the Sentinels are still out. Um, they're hunting down these uh, people. And it, it, it's it's really weird because I've seen more of a connection to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than to like um, any of the X-Men movies or anything like that. You know, it's, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Um, I like the show. I'm kind of behind on this season. Uh, yeah, what I do like is the fact that they will mention, um, some of the characters like especially, uh, Magneto, um, without going overboard with making references to adventures in the past and that kind of stuff. So I don't know, it's pretty okay. Next up is, uh, from Amazon, I believe it's called the tick. Haven't watched it. I have amazon prime i could watch it it's just the tick never read a comic book um i tried watching the cartoon um i tried watching the uh the tv show the, the, the original tv show had uh, patrick warburton in it i believe. Um, and each time it's just, it's it's a, it's a parody of superheroes, you know. And I like superheroes, so why would I want to watch somebody parodying something I like, you know? Anyway, um, next up, uh, AMC's The Walking Dead. Don't watch it. Haven't watched it since season two. I, I don't know what else to say. I know some people love it. Um, some people are disappointed with the way the past couple seasons have gone. Um, I don't know. Eh. Um, from DC Universe, there's Titans. Haven't seen it. Um, I'm waiting for the season to finish. And then I'm going you know, to sign up, watch everything, and then cancel. <laughs> I'm a dick. Yeah, I understand. But that's kind of what they get for splitting everything up, you know? <laughs> um, we kind of knew... <laughs> That eventually this was going to happen, that um, every every media company was going to come out with their own specialized niche product, and we were going to have to pick, you know? And we're in a splintering phase, and eventually we'll get back to the contraction phase, where where it'll go to just a handful of people. And when the dust clears, I think that the ones that will still be standing will be Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, and probably Disney+. Plus. I think everybody else along those lines will have to partner up. Like uh, ESPN Plus will probably go with... I don't know. Maybe they can't really go with Disney because it's like two totally different demographics. So maybe they'll end up with Hulu or Amazon. One of those two. But it'll be something like that. And then all the other ones. Uh, I think BritBox will be pretty safe because that's a very, very small niche. And they seem to be doing all right. But you know what? CISO, which was like a comedy streaming service, they seem to be doing all right. And one day they were just gone. Anyway, so yeah, I haven't seen Titans. Last one on the list, number twenty nine, is Winona Earp. It's on the Sci Fi Channel. I love this show. I don't know why. I um, I don't. I don't know why. <laughs> I haven't read the comic. Um, I saw commercials for it, and I was just like, "What? Okay, whatever." And then the first episode came on, I was like, eh, let me check it out. And I was I was hooked. I was like, Okay. All right, you know, this was this was this is not a uh how do I put it, you know, a, a, a person comes home and um you know comes home to clean up the bad guys, you know. That's not what's going on in this one, you know. There's no, no, super um, heroic, um, highly virtuous person come to save the world from demons. No, there are demons, but Winona is not super virtuous. <laughs> um, she's, she's not even really. Um, a reluctant hero because, you know, that's another thing that they like to do. She's not really a reluctant hero. She's reluctant at times and they have to drag her to do things, but she knows this is her responsibility. So she's like, oh, God, all right, whatever. Let me go get this over with. All right? Seen every episode. Love the show. Um I think that if it's, if not this upcoming season, then probably the one after that will probably be the last simply because, um, they have five years, you know. It's like the the Babylon Five rule. When she gets five years, you're good. Anything after that, eh. you know, ah, oof, it, it gets kind of dire. You know, <laughs> it's like a uh, Supernatural the TV show. Supernatural first five, first season kind of sucked. Uh, then it, the, the the rest of the first five were really good. Um, I even like most of number six. But it felt wrong, you know. The The original showrunner left. He said he had stories for five seasons. They wanted to keep it going. And it was like, ooh. Yeah, you only get like five good seasons. You know. I mean, people... I, I, I still watch The Simpsons, right, every week. A lot of people don't like it. <laughs> you know, it's really... You know, they're, 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 those five good seasons. So, anyway... Uh so, I don't know, I don't know about what I don't know, but anyway, um, I'm gonna take a quick break, go get something to drink. My throat was kind of parched, and then I will be back to talk about um what I'm reading uh what digital blah there's a specific digital comic that I wanna talk about. It will not take over an hour, so just just relax, relax. I think this will probably end up being the longest comic book noise I've done for a while. So anyway, I'll be right back. Okay. Um I have Amazon Prime, which I just uh, explained a little while ago. And part of... Amazon Prime is you can borrow, com- uh, borrow comics. You can borrow books of any of any, I think of any sort. But, you know, No, I don't think so. I think there are only certain books you can borrow. Anyway, one of the books that I was able to borrow from Amazon without paying a dime for it, other than, you know, the lots and lots of dimes that I pay for the actual uh, <laughs> service. Um is uh, Wonder Woman Earth One Volume One by Grant Morrison and Yannick Paquette, I believe. I'm doing this all from memory because I don't feel like firing up my phone because I'd actually have to walk across the room to do it, and I'm busy. Anyway, so... Years ago, for Christmas, uh, Mike Myers gave me... Um, Superman Earth 1, Volume 1. I think he may have also given me Superman Earth 1, Volume 2. I think. Somebody else may have given it to me. I can't remember. Anyway, so I read that one. Um, I didn't read the Batman one. I want to say that I actually read um, Teen Titans earth one volume one or i may be getting it mixed up with like just imagine the stanley series Mm. or i don't think i'm getting mixed up with a tangent i don't know anyway um wonder woman came out and when i heard about it i know that it originally was supposed to be like a regular comic book you know um Either a storyline or a miniseries, something like that. Because, um, Morrison had done, was it, uh, All Star Superman, which was well received. And then he did, uh, Batman RIP, which sold a lot. Um, and so he was going to try his hand at Wonder Woman. But I think that they had, uh, they had shown some sort of a hesitance towards putting out that book. So they decided, here, make a couple of changes and we'll put it out as a Earth One. Earth One? Year One? Yeah, Earth One? Shit, I don't even know. Earth One, Year One, book, whatever. Either one. Um, Because it's still, at the end of the day, it's a Graham Morrison book. People are going to... Pick it up, but they don't want to mess with their uh, regular um, titles, you know, it's sort of like uh, when they decided to make to do something with the old Charlton characters. But the changes that Alan Moore made were too severe. So they said, hey, I think it was Archie Goodwin to say, hey, why don't you make some changes here and we'll put it out as a creator own thing. And then of course probably I don't know if Archie had anything to do with it <laughs> but afterwards DC's like eh, I know we said creator owned but eh, how about we just hang on to it until you know in perpetuity Um Yeah So that's what I think the origin of this series is um I remember a little while ago about Supergirl? I was talking about um, the social justice warriors being a little too heavy-handed. Um, about when I, well, when I say social justice warrior, it's not an insult. It's not a pejorative, right? Anti-social justice warrior is definitely a pejorative. Um, but anyway, there are times <laughs> when something will come out, and it seems like that particular book, movie, TV show is designed to be controversial. You know, there's there's somewhere it seems like the creators wanted to tell a specific story which meant making some changes to the book and that was perceived as pandering. And then there are times when it seemed like okay, we're going to make this change, this big change Um, and it actually is pandering. Now, if you read this book, you'll be able to make up your own mind on whether or not it is pandering to a certain subset of people or not. Okay. (laughs) Um, I thought that the book was, fuck, I can't even lie like that. I Read the book and I returned the book, you know, because not because I was dissatisfied with it or anyway. I had finished it, it was not a very long or difficult read. Um, and I know that this is a multiverse and this is a totally different Wonder Woman from the one that I'm that I grew up with, you know, the one. That was played by Linda Carter, the one who was in Super Friends, you know, Uh, the one. (sighs) Okay. The I'm just going to talk about I'm not I'm going to try to not talk about actual plot points. But the actual but the actual character of Diana Wonder Woman. She seemed more aloof than I've ever seen her portrayed in any other comic. Okay? Um Whether it was she was with the Amazons or in Man's World, she just seemed above it all. And that's never been how Diana's been portrayed, you know? Um... And if she has, maybe somebody can point it out. and I can read that and I'll say, oh, okay, I was wrong. But I don't ever recall her being as... uh, I don't know. I don't know how to put it. It's just something about the character itself just left me cold. You know, it's like I was not cheering for her, but I wasn't cheering against her. She just was, you know. Um, And kind of like uh, Luke Cage, there really wasn't a... (laughs) Luke Cage had a strong supporting cast around her. In this book, Diana did most of the heavy lifting, you know, literally and figuratively. She, um, she just—I don't know—that just, like I said, just left me cold. It was just not—I'm not—I don't want to sound like an old man, but it's like it's not my Wonder Woman. No, she—I don't know. It just seemed like an entirely different character who looked exactly like the character that I saw the character I was expecting for her to act one way but she acted another okay and it's not one of those things where um oh god I can't remember who did it now somebody <laughs> Shit, I want to say Jeff Johns maybe I can't remember who broke Um, who was the writer when she broke Maxwell Lord's neck right uh, I want to say Jeff Johns Somebody let me know. You know, if there, there's certain, there are a couple of people, if you're still listening, go ahead and let me know. Don't feel at Derek at comicbooknoise.com is D E R E K. Um, just let me know who was writing it because it seemed to me that they had been building up her were like nature for years, you know, pretty much ever since um, Perez left the book, you know, because she was like a very peace loving person trying to build bridges. But, you know, more and more, she was becoming less of a an ambassador. Actually, I think after Rucka, maybe. But she was less of an ambassador Or more of a superhero And all superheroes Seem to get to that story point Where they kill somebody You know at least is on the DC side um, Or they just say Alright you know what I can't stop you any other way I'm gonna kill you General Zod I'm gonna kill you Maxwell Lord <laughs> You know uh, Probably others But those are the first To pop in my head but you know, it it was a gradual thing. You know, um, even if I were to not read a comic, a, a Wonder Woman comic book from, you know, the first issue of the Perez Run, till the fact where she snapped Maxwell Lord's neck, I could sit there and I could look and I'm like, wow, this Wonder Woman has changed, right? But <laughs> she gave a reason why she had to do what she did. She didn't feel she had any other choice. This Wonder Woman, she just seemed—I don't know. There was no character growth throughout the story. I—I I, I really hate to say shit like that because I don't know. 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 Anyway. The next digital book that I am probably going to read um, is not from uh, Amazon Prime. This is from uh, Google, the Google Play Bookstore. <laughs> Google has this app. I want to call. I think it's called Google Rewards, where basically what you do, you know, you sign up. <laughs> And you they um will send you short um surveys every now and then you just take the surveys. Usually you think five, maybe six questions was the longest one I ever did. Um it's not every day, so they're not gonna keep spamming you with this stuff because actually they're gonna pay you. But at the end they give you like eh, a dime, twenty-five cents. I think the most I got was like fifty cents or something into the uh, into your uh, google play account and um i just think you know for the most part i'll get to a point i was like hmm hey let me look at the paid apps right (laughs) but this time i sat there and i was like you know i think i want to buy a comic because i had like i don't know six dollars or something um uh, yeah it's not a lot of money you're not going to get rich and i'll tell you right now google already has all your information so shit might as well get paid by it um and they ask you stuff like based pretty much there, there are, there are times when I'll ask me questions based on my location. Right. Um, I'll have been somewhere and they will say, Hey Derek, have you been to, and they will have like three things, you know, um, like happy's donuts, uh, video max, um, GameStop or, um, Chuck's car wash. Right. <coughs> Knowing damn well, I was at GameStop. Actually, I was near GameStop I was actually next door At the Sprint store, but hey So then you just say Okay, yeah, boom This is where I was And I think it helps them Improve their location their location finder Which, like I said They already know where the fuck I've been So who cares Give me the 13 cents or whatever I'll answer your foolish little questions, right? Um, But this time I decided You know what? I'm going to get a book I'm going to get something That I have not read before so I'm getting. So I bought. Haven't started yet. A book called Dark Knight's Metal is a company crossover. I haven't read. I think the last time I got a, a book, it was uh, Forever Evil, and I read Forever Evil. And I'll tell you right now. I'd have been pissed when I got to into that one, because <laughs> it's like, okay, you get to the end and it's a setup for another storyline. It's like, what the? All right, uh, whatever. Who gives a shit? All right. Anyway, so yeah, there you go. Um, quick break, and I'll talk about uh, an actual physical book that I read. And I don't think this would be the longest comic book noise ever. So I think that one was like two hours. Anyway. Um I have cut my um my pull list drastically. So I think I only get like a handful of books per month. I think this time I went Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, I've been getting between seven and ten books a month now for a while. Um, and it—you think that it would take me—it wouldn't take me very long to read them, right? Um, I think I've told the story before. I used to be so crazy about comics that I would buy like you know forty, fifty dollars worth of comics um you know back when they didn't cost a oh, shit shitload of money um I would buy them and then I would go to my um I'd get in my car and I would like read a comic or two and then I would like prop one up so that I could read it at the red lights on the way on the drive home you know I mean that's what I would do all the time um That's when I used to go to a comic store. I I found that I would actually spend a lot more when I would go into a comic store than I do online because I don't have a time. I don't... Excuse me. A few months ago, I actually got uh, previews because I was going to go through previews, see what I wanted. I never even got a chance to open that previews that I bought. (laughs) I I don't even know where it's at now. So... I just decided, Hey, I just got to go on word of mouth. There's some things that I know that I want to get. Um, some things I think I want to get. We'll see. Right now. One of the titles that I wanted to get, this is like right after, um, well, hmm, to go even way back to the Kickstarter. Archie Comics tried to have a Kickstarter, uh, which was almost universally reviled. And so they cut it off. But one of the books that they wanted to put out was a. Not only did they want to do the book that that eventually came out with um, Mark Wade and Fiona Shaw. Mm. But uh, one of the books they also wanted to do was a bed in Veronica book written and drawn. By Adam Hughes. You know. So. Eventually that book did come out. However. <laughs> uh, for some reason. I missed issue one. And I. Then I added it to my pull list. Make sure I wouldn't miss another one. I got issue two. And I don't recall ever seeing another issue. <laughs> of the Adam Hughes Betty and Veronica series. From Archie. Um. You know, because I was digging uh afterlife with Archie. I was actually digging uh the married life, the the whole that whole storyline. Um I was like really big into Archie there for a while. Which actually also got me back into Richie Rich. Um Ed Moore helped finish that series 2 by the way the the Rich Rich comic that came out by I think it was Ape Entertainment a few years ago um, so when I had Betty and Veronica added to my pull list you know, I'm expecting the Betty and Veronica Adam Hughes which like I said I don't I think maybe two issues and didn't come out anymore or maybe I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know so I was kind of surprised to see this Betty and Veronica uh, come out It's the the all-new version. This is all-new number one, Betty and Veronica. It says, senior year starts here. Uh, The banner across the top says, Archie Forever. And this is basically a spinoff of... um, Let's call it the, the Mark Wade Archie. Which I believe is now being branded as... No. I think that was just branded as New Archie. But now they went from that Archie to the regular um numbering system. So Archie's back up into like the seven hundreds now. Um and I think this is a spinoff of that. And it's it's really good, you know. Who's the writer? Jamie Lou, Jamie me, Jamie Lou Jamie Lee Rotante. I think I don't know if she rolls her R's or not, or if she's even a she, but the line art is done by uh, Sandra lands who does the the cover. She does the main cover. Now I have said this before, um, probably on here. I don't know. I prefer books where the cover is done by the interior artist, you know? Um, unless it's like a very special cover, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like when they had, uh, um, Jaime Hernandez doing a cover for Archie, you know, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll pick that up, you know, um, or if you have uh, Art Adams doing Fantastic Four, number one. Yeah, you know, I I like the interior, but we're talking about Ad- Art Adams. You know, we're talking Jaime Hernandez. There's some things you don't pass up on. Right. But for the most part if it's a uh, I try to get the interior artist. so the characters look the same. You know, if I'm looking at the at the cover, I know that's how they're going to look on the inside. And that's what's going on here. This is a, the the cover is just uh Betty and Veronica standing back to back looking directly at the person who's buying the comic, right? Um the story begins at the start of the school year it's their final school year um Betty and Veronica have been pretty much separated over the summer they're they're best friends, and they've made a promise that uh they're not gonna let boys come between them, especially a certain redhead you know <laughs> by the way, to talk about archie um, <laughs> and so. It's, it's them pretty much reacclimating back to home, you know, um, there are secret summer romances that are revealed. There are secrets of, you know, um, the direction of, uh, of, of a person's future, that are revealed i mean it's it's a good book the writing isn't totally riverdale but you can see that they're trying to put like a little bit of the edge of riverdale into the book um not with the 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 sex and the gangs and all that kind of stuff but i don't know it's just like just little things you know um Hiram Lodge has always been sort of uh, a demanding character. (laughs) Uh, In this one, he's—I don't know—he just seems a little bit more dickish. Um, The characters of of Betty and Veronica sort of look like the actresses on Riverdale, but not exactly. It's not like they're trying to. Um draw them you know it's not like uh what was it uh jonah hex from a few years ago where jonah Hex looked like clint eastwood (laughs) you know or um oh uh, steve bryant he's the one who really pointed out that like in the early 2000s we had a lot of independent um artists who would use um images of actual people for characters. And that's one of the reasons why with um when he redid Athena Voltaire he had to do a lot of uh redrawing because you know he had done that. You know, there were characters who looked like um like uh Sydney Greenfield for example. And he had to change that, you know, so that if you have like his the first collection of of um Athena Voltaire the web comics, and you compare it to the the compendium that he put out, and I have both. You could look and see like, Wow, okay. He, so he changed this panel. He changed this panel. He changed this character altogether. So it's not like that. It's not like they're saying, okay, we're going to take these girls whose name Derek cannot remember at the moment. And put them on a comic book. Because I'm pretty sure that that's what they do in the Riverdale comic book. Because there is a Riverdale comic book. This is not it. This is something totally different. Uh, the story is really good. The, um, the line art is the kind of line art I really like. It's very um, detailed without being cluttered. Okay, There are some people who can do that. You know who can get away with a very hyper detailed images? Um, Arthur Clark, Arthur Clark, <laughs> Art Adams comes to mind. Um, oh, <coughs> Dusty Abel, who I always thought was Arthur Adams, but apparently not. He's another one. Uh, was Dustin Weaver, see the one who did those uh, shield books for Marvel with um leonardo da vinci where the covers the cover itself looked like it must have taken a month to draw you know just like really hyper detail um and sometimes it's just not necessary you know now i know who this kind of looks like the 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 art the lines maybe it's the inking um reminds me a lot of eric schanauer I know his artwork, and that is a compliment, because he's one of my all-time favorites. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's it's really good story. It's, it's sweet. Um, this says one of five. Now, I don't know if that means that this is like a limited series. It's only five issues, or if this storyline is only five issues. Um, I don't know. But I will be reading it, because it's on my pull list. Anyway, a uh, couple of books that I <laughs> that I got at the exact same time, but I still haven't read. That I am definitely going to talk about, um, if not the next episode, um, then very soon. It will be uh, Fantastic Four number five, which is the marriage of Ben Grimm and Alicia Masters. It's on the cover, so I'm not spoiling anything, and. Um, Kelly Sue DeConnick takes over Aquaman. So I'm looking forward to that. And that will be in an upcoming episode of A Comic Book Noise. All right. And the last thing I want to talk about is a movie. I talked about TV. Might as well talk about movies, you know. (laughs) This is a movie I did not think I was going to like. Um alright the Teen Titans have always been one of my favorite um concepts one of my favorite teams um yeah the the Teen Titans where well, it was uh, Teen Titans East and Teen Titans West um then they got canceled after for a while and then it came back as new Teen Titans and I read that <coughs> I even like the Teen Titans team that had uh, Kyle Rayner and um, Supergirl on it. There was somebody else who was like a big name, but anyway. So you know, I like I like Teen Titans. I haven't read it in a, a few years, though. Um, I don't know. It's just like I just haven't. I'm not even making an excuse. I, I just haven't. There have been other books that have interested me more um and i don't know maybe it's because damien has been damien wayne has had a big part i I don't know just teen Titans just hasn't done it for me in years you know but i liked the teen titans cartoon i love the theme song it was action adventure. It was a superhero action adventure. It was really good. You know, it was Young Justice before Young Justice was Young Justice. It was it was good. Then they canceled it. And they brought it back as a comedy show called Teen Titans Go. And I tried to watch the first episode and I was like, oh This is wacky. So I don't watch it for years. <laughs> okay. And last year Uh, Was it, 2018 or 2017? I don't know. (laughs) They came out with a movie called Teen Titans Go to the Movie. Go to the movies. I had absolutely no intention on seeing it. None whatsoever. I have a friend uh, named Mike Myers who saw it. He liked it. He was raving about it. However, Mike is sort of biased towards DC. So... You know, I'm not going to say I disregarded him, but I was like, OK, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. Then other people who are who have been noticeably anti-DC were saying that I should check it out. You know, that is a pretty good movie. But at the same, same time, I mean, it was it's based on a comedy. <laughs> and I was like, is it wacky? You know, I don't like wacky. Why are you telling me wacky stuff? Right. <clears throat> So I still had no plans on seeing it was was not going to see it um, period you know then we got a puppy and I'm saying Derek what the hell does one have to do with the other well you have a puppy okay <laughs> and the damn thing wakes you up at 4 o'clock in the morning pretty much every morning even if you don't get out of bed till five thirty, sometimes he still wakes up at four o'clock in the morning there are times when um i'll be watching something on adult swim and i'll just leave the tv on there right and since we leave the the, the tv on so the puppy will have some sort of sound so he doesn't feel so alone in his crate um the T V pretty much stays on almost all the time, right? Unless I just I'm I'm sitting there with him I was like, I can't I can't take this shit anymore, right? <sighs> so I was watching um I don't know, something on adult swim, Rick and Morty, maybe Family Guy, American Dad, something like that, right? And in the morning No, in the morning it was in it was in the morning, you see. All fucked up in the morning. I was watching Family Guy, not Family Guy, uh, American Dad, and then American Dad went off and Teen Titans Go came on while I was getting ready, so I was just like, I'll just leave it on. And it was sort of funny, (laughs) you know, it wasn't wacky, stupid, or if it was wacky, stupid, I've gotten used to wacky, stupid over the years, maybe I've built up, you know, wacky, stupid scabs or something. Um, and I was like, uh, I still don't want to see that movie, but this is kind of funny, right? And then it got really stupid. I was like, well, am I watching this shit? I'm a grown-ass man, right? <clears throat> so I turned it. But there have been times where I've walked through the room, and the dog is wa- watching it. <laughs> Weird, but the dog is watching uh, Teen Titans Go! Because they had like a marathon on or something. And I'm watching it, and there are a couple episodes that actually made me laugh. And so I was like, you know what? Alright, I'll watch this damn movie. This this shit better be good, you know. You know how I feel about giving these studios my money, you know? <laughs> I made like five musical lyric references. I wonder if anybody's getting them but me if I'm just amusing myself. <clears throat> so anyway, so I went to my Netflix my DVD queue and I added it and put it up to the top. Yes. Yes. I still have like 30 DVDs. I still have like 30 titles in my DVD queue. And once I'm done with them, I'm probably going to get rid of the account. But at one point I had the max, which I believe was 300. And you know, after all these years, I'm finally down to 31. Although every now and then I keep adding another. But anyway, so I added that, and I got it, and I started watching, and it made me laugh, not only did it make me laugh, but there are a lot of um, visual gags, inside jokes, cameos, that longtime comic, DC comic book, not just DC comic book, but the comic book, there's one cameo of of a character, of a of a, of a person who is not known for DC, and you probably guess who it is because it's a comic book movie. They showed up, and I was like, Wow, okay, this, this, that was kind of funny, you know. Um, it was self referential, it broke the third wall at times, the fourth wall at times. It was just really a good, funny movie, you know. Um, there's a lot of stuff. The challenges of the unknown have a have a part in it, you know. Um, uh, Swamp Thing has a part. I mean, there's <laughs> the Atom. For once, act- I was actually happy to see the Atom, you know, in a non DC's Legend of Tomorrow setting. It um, was. It was. It was. It was good. It made me laugh, right? There were some parts that were sort of wacky, but it wasn't obnoxious Tex Avery type wacky. I know some people just, I don't know, choked on their Ovaltine or something. Um, not a Tex Avery fan, never have been. Too wacky, too zany. Um, but it was it, it was funny. It was really a funny, well done, well written movie. Um and apparently there's going to be another one. Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go. Which, you know, I, I, I'm there for that. I'm like, okay, let's let's bring this shit on. I will definitely keep my um my uh, cue around for that. Oh, and the dog just woke up and now he's upstairs barking. So I got to go take care of him. So that, you know what that means, don't you? That means I am done. And as you can tell, my allergies are really messing with me and my voice is starting to go so that is another reason for why i am done making a lot of noise <laughs> a lot of comic book noise take it easy